Hey Dave, what's going on? Uh, my name is Adam Peterson, and I run a business called Canine Blood Heroes, which is uh, we, we run multiple local dog blood banks across the country. I'm in Idaho. We have um, eight. We're opening up our ninth in San Antonio. Um, and the way that it works is that we open up an in-house blood bank in emergency hospitals, so they get the benefit of the in-house blood bank without having to manage all the, you know, little parts and pieces of that. We take care of that stuff. Question is. Um, obviously we need local employees. We use these local employees to help us draw blood and process blood and that sort of thing. But one of the struggles that we run into is with reliability and longevity with some of those employees that, uh, that we struggle with that. So my question is, what should we be looking for? What traits or characteristics or that kind of thing should we be looking for um, as we do long distance hiring and long distance management of, of these employees so that we aren't struggling so much with reliability and longevity. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Hey, Adam. Thank you so much for your question. And first of all, total respect for what you're doing, brother. Um, love, love that. Um, it's really cool that you're, you're doing something that's going to help and save a lot of dogs' lives. Getting blood is just like getting blood from a stone often when you've got to get donors in and, and whatever. So um, really cool to see you doing that. Now, your question's a great one. Sounds like you, so you've got technicians that are going to go in, draw blood. Uh, what I don't get from your question is whether they're um, qualified veterinary staff. My guess is that they're probably um, technician level. And, and it's a great question. So they're working at range, working at difference. This is a scalable business model, for want of a better phrase. Uh, so you're going to have to have people who are not under one roof, as it were, in a practice in a more traditional setting. Um, and and it's a repetitive, low skill is not the right way of describing it, but it's 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 a it's a frequently performed um, process, and there's not a huge amount of variety in those processes. So I'm going to guess, you know, selecting a donor, um, withdrawing that blood, uh, storing the blood properly typing the blood categorizing it um you know stock rotation those sound like the sorts of tasks you're going to be working with so heavily process driven so here's here's the thing you, you ask a question about how what about reliability uh, and and longevity of staff and so this comes down to you know all recruitment perhaps starts by building out what we call an avatar so you build out the the description of the the ideal person that's going to do this job so you want to start with what are their values and, and they should align with what are your values. That's one of the ways that you build reliability. So if you've got a value of punctuality, reliability, showing up, um, then those people are more likely to do that. So you want to write those things down in your person specification. Um, then you want to move on to your, um, your probably your more uh, technical skills. So what is it you're going to actually require somebody to do? That is, you know, be able to perform venipuncture and and calculate, uh, you know, work with with numbers, um, work with pet owners. Um, so some social skills, um, and so that's that's an important part of it. And then you've got to define like, what are the working circumstances this person's going to be under. So they're going to be working independently. Uh, and, and in more isolation in other roles. They're not part of the clinic teams by the sound of it. And they're working remotely from a central management team within your business. So that person has to be capable of working independently. And I would suggest you are also working with somebody who you're going to have a limited opportunity for feedback. 
So you're probably looking for a personality profile that's comfortable working independently, that does not crave feedback all of the time. So they validate their performance, perhaps internally, um, or even better, by data. So people validate in one of three ways. Uh, They validate based on the feedback they receive from others. They validate based on their own perception of how they've done, so they just know. Or they validate based on the observations of the world around them. So did I do a good job drawing that blood sample? Um, First type, need their boss to tell them. The second type, just know. Like, yep, I totally rocked the socks off of that one. The third type, no, well, there was no big hematoma. The donor animal was comfortable and happy. The number, you know, the, the, the volume, the quantum of blood we drew was accurate and correct. There were no clots and we typed it within the time frame. The data one is clearly the most, uh, the best one to be shooting for. So, so you, you, you want to start to, this starts to get into the land of understanding profiling and personality types. Um, and, and that, unfortunately, is not, not an overnight thing to learn, but it's a super critical thing for you to learn. Um, to have that very clear person specification. And then everything flows from that. So your job advert has to speak to the person that you describe within your person specification. Uh, And your role, obviously, has to reflect what's in the job advert, which it should do if you've written a good person specification. When you do that and you understand the questions you must be asking to elicit accurate answers about whether this person is likely to follow your processes. So they're going to have to be procedural. They like procedures. They're going to have to be comfortable working independently. They're going to have to have a value set that includes reliability, punctuality. And here's the last one, the longevity. They're going to be have to be comfortable in a situation of stability and, and probably a low tolerance of change, which is probably okay for your business, right? So... When you put those things together, you've got your values, you've got your independence, you've got your um, process-driven person, and you've got your um, your desire for not much change. That's probably the persona of the person you're looking for, and your job ad just needs to speak to that person, and your process can look to confirm or rule people out accordingly. So that's how I would build a process around that. Um, Everything in recruitment, everything everything in management starts with a person specification that is absolutely reflective of what your business is looking for uh, and, and the dimensions of that particular role. Most people don't do that. Most people go, let's write a job ad that roughly describes our ideal world without thinking about the deeper human factors that are involved there. So we'll describe the technical skills, but they won't think about the person's um, DNA, as it were, or their psychology. Um, and so you end up with people who might be a good technical fit, but are going to get really bored because they like to be around people or part of a team. Or they're super excited because this is a new opportunity, but when it becomes obvious it's very process-driven, now they're not so interested in it and they're going to they're gonna leave. Or that punctuality isn't their driving value. Freedom is, and so they'll show up roughly when they want to show up. All of these combinations of things and many, many more will show up in your day-to-day work if you don't think about them beforehand. The old phrase that pops into my brain is kind of recruit in haste, repent in leisure, um, uh, or repent the rest of your business working relationship. Uh, So 
lots of time and effort required in the planning phase, not just for you in this business. This this actually sounds like uh, quite a, a cool one to work on um, and, and quite a nice one to build a profile for, um, but it goes for every business owner. So there you go, Adam. I hope that's a useful answer for you. Um, and yeah, if you guys like to know more about recruitment and how to do that, don't forget to check out the VATX International website. There's articles on hiring recruitment, um, like from time to time, I'll do webinars and things like that. So, you know, check those things out as well. All right, guys, till next time. Thank you very much for tuning in. Be safe, be well, and be happy. Now, if you would like your question answered, then the way to go about doing that is to record your own little video clip that you don't mind us using, because um, we will make you famous as well, but send in your video question, or you can send in on Instagram, or Twitter, or email it, or DM it, whatever. Send your question in. It's got to be about veterinary business, veterinary life, your career, what's going on with you. But ask a question that you think I can add some value back for you. And I would love to give you an answer on this show. And if you do send it in and we use your question, you'll receive a signed copy of So You're a Vet and I Want. And my eternal gratitude and some notoriety by being on the show. So don't be shy. Step up and send in your questions. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, be safe, be well, be happy. Dr. Dave, out.